LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty a resource to equip and encourage leaders to make disciples who make disciple makers. I'm your host, Chris Swain, here with Robbie Gallaty, the pastor of Long Hollow Baptist Church, founder and president of Replicate Ministries. Today on the podcast, we will be talking about something that's in everybody's life, pervasive throughout our lives, every, literally maybe every waking second, every waking moment of the day, We are dealing with this issue, this topic today, social media, technology in the life of a pastor, all of these issues coming together that really can be a challenge. I was was actually reading Facebook this morning. I'm old, so I guess Facebook is still something I use, right? And so I was on Facebook and I was reading an article that a friend of mine wrote, um, friends with hers, uh, my wife's real good friends with her. She said, I used to wake up and, and read a book. When I had spare time before I went to bed, I'd read a book. Um, anytime I had, you know, I'd spend doing that. Now, all I do is read the different feeds on my phone. She said, you know what? I don't want to do it. I don't want my kids doing it. So I'm out. And I've seen it. I mean, people are doing this left and right, you know. I'm, see you later, Facebook. Now, they may come back next week. From but, someone who's been addicted to things in the past yes. and have an addictive personality. That would, that, would <laughs> that would be me. That would be me. It is, listen, the hit, quote unquote, you get mm. from a like on your Facebook page or a like on your Instagram or a yes. heart, you know what I'm saying, a heart on the Instagram right. uh, or a retweet on Twitter is similar, not in not in size, but in, similar yes. to the kind of hit you get from a drug. Did you know this? I did not know that. And that's why, listen, and I'll prove it to you. How many of you sit there with your phone and you've ever been just sucked in to just scroll? Look, you're doing it now. You're doing I, I, it right now I'm with your it. phone. I'm, he I'm is listening doing, to you and I'm scrolling His thumb is scrolling across from me. But there's a reason me. behind it. There's a, there's a reason to it. Well, and listen, I'm making the excuse. But think about this. You are making an excuse, but think about this. How often does that thumb scroll up, scroll up, scroll up, and then you're, you're oh, sitting you there after it, five minutes? It. Well, you know what's crazy is we, we would listen to a guy talk about this recently and he said he talked about how they have engineered social media to feed this habit to become like a drug because if you remember when facebook first came out it didn't have a like button and as a matter of fact when people made posts it was like three four days maybe a week before people read them and replied to them yeah because you didn't even know they were out there around 2007 8 9 9 they started to determine that hey if we put this little like button here it's a slow drip feed to your own conscious, your subconscious of, oh, here I am. I'm, people are paying attention to me. And then you notice that across all social media now. Well, here's how they got there, too, just talking about social media. And I think what we're going to talk about today is just the, the lure and the enticing nature of social media versus spending time with God in silence and mm. solitude and not in this unhurried pace of life. Okay. Yes. Uh, because here's the thing that you, you have to remember. There's a difference, Chris, between a quiet time with God mm-hmm. and an unhurried quiet time with God. Mm. Did you know that? I do. I've experienced both of those. Yeah. And normally... <laughs> More yeah. often than not, the hurried. That's what I'm saying. How many <laughs> How many of you would say, man, we're all about discipleship? Because that's our tribe here, you know, the discipleship right. tribe. We're all about discipleship. We're all about spending time with God. We're all about reading the Bible daily. Okay, great. Yes. How many times have you read the Bible 
in an unhurried manner. Hmm. Because if you're like me, the challenge is, you know, the day gets shorter and yeah. uh, you, you got so many things to do. And so you're, you got to, you got to get it in and you sit down yes. and you hurry through, you check a box and you're done. No one's been sitting before their discipleship group thinking, Ooh, I got to knock three of these out before we meet here in a second. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> no one's ever done that before. <laughs> no I one's ever tried that. to cram scripture memory on the car ride to the group. No one, not even me, ever. <laughs> but that's the point. That illustrates the point. Yeah. That's the kind of mindset we have because technology makes it so easy to do that. Okay, here's why. Okay, let me give you the science behind this, Chris. This is why you are so addicted, and we're all, in a sense, addicted to some degree or fashion to social media. And it's socially acceptable because everybody has a phone. Okay, so if I, if you're walking around with a crack pipe in your hand, okay, not to be too <laughs> not crass. as acceptable. Not, well, that's what I'm saying. And I in every in every ten seconds or or two minutes, you're smoking on the crack pipe. I'd say, hey, bro, put the put the pipe down. But but the reality is, you have a phone. Yeah, and we pick this thing up every and every no waking moment. Nobody it. thinks twice. Okay, so here's the thing: the the science behind it will make a lot of sense. So, like you said, in 2009, Facebook changes the algorithm. Or, or the process of how they uh, how, how the program works in Facebook because of a study done years before. They had pigeons. The study was done with pigeons. Mm-hmm. And the pigeons were actually in a cage and they had a little clicker. And the clicker was tied to a treat. Mm-hmm. So if the pigeon was in the cage and it clicked the little, with his beak, you know, clicked the little clicker, a treat would come out. You want another treat? You... Click to click. Click away. And and so the pigeon will click and click and click. And then finally, they realize over time, the pigeon gets tired of clicking. Because so it, it's going to deliver every time. It knows that if it clicks, there's a reward. Click, there's a reward. But here's what they found out. When they changed the algorithm of the clicker and they made it intermittently respond. So... Like every three clicks, you get a treat, or every four clicks, you get a treat, or maybe it was every, random. It was random every yeah. two clicks. That pigeon will click that clicker to it either hurts itself or breaks its beak. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Wow. Okay. So what they found out was humans are not very different. Yeah. So now they found that if you post something on Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram and you get a heart, that is like a, a, a hit, that if you intermittent, will. You can't control it. Right. But it's that intermittent grip feed similar to the pigeons. Yeah. How many times have you tw- put something on Twitter and then go back and look? Does somebody yeah. retweet my tweet? Oh, my! First thing my eyes look at when I look at any of my social media is the little bar at the bottom that shows me who's That's exactly right. Is anybody retweeting my stuff? Okay. But here's the re- here's it. Yeah. It. Now, here's another thing that just came out. And, and the executives uh, of, of Google just came out and Facebook just revealed this. They actually, and Instagram too, they actually put an algorithm in there recently. You ready? for this, where even if you like something on my page mm. immediately, they will hinder that from showing or or space that out from showing instantly because they don't want instant gratification. Here's what they want. They want you to pull up your phone, mm-hmm. look at your Instagram account and not have any likes. Why? Because that's better than having a bunch of likes. Why? Because then you want to work for more. Then you want to. Yeah, because then you'll come back. 
So if you so they want you to be able to have this mix of likes and not any so likes. That's why and, they're spacing your posts out. Yes. So if you're sitting so here the now and you chronological time feed that used to exist, where as soon as it happened, you saw it. Now that's spread. It's out. It's all Big Brother stuff. I mean, <laughs> that, that's really what it is. Is there a conspiracy? Is it there could a vast be a con- you know me. I, 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 we don't know about. I'm, I believe in all conspiracies. I still I still have a well. JFK, you were with me. I was with you. You were the with JFK me. Tour. I took Chris to the grassy knoll with his wife. My for wife. the record, we were already there for the the Southern Baptist Convention. That's true. Meeting. That's true. And <laughs> you and who knew you got who a knew? free tour. Yeah, that's right. Of the JFK conspiracy led by me. We got because, the insider tour. Because I got so caught up in this in college <laughs> that I was supposed to write a paper on something to graduate. And I decided it was a 15 page paper, Colton. I was supposed to write a paper on 15 pages or something. I turned in a 42 page paper. <laughs> it's true. On the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So I was so into it. I took a trip from Hattiesburg, Mississippi to Dallas, Texas, stood on the grassy knoll. Now, in my defense, I got brainwashed by these conspiracy oh, theorists that hang around there because they're always hanging yeah. around there. They're handing out their little flyers, sell them to you for five bucks a pop. I bought them all. But anyway, <laughs> the thing is, my teacher took the paper, Chris. She looked at it. She said, I'm not reading this. You got to take it down. You know, and so that was it. But 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 the thing is, back back to our social media, they want you. They created for you to be addicted to this thing. Yes. Now, here's the challenge. If you allow your phone or social media control to control your life, it's going to hinder your walk with God, particularly in the area of spiritual growth. Let's talk about how right after this brief advertisement from our friends at Ministry Grid. You know, training your volunteers and leaders is important, but do you ever feel like you don't know where to start? That's why Lifeway Leadership developed Ministry Grid. With Ministry Grid's library of over 3,000 training videos, the work has been done for you, and you'll be able to train everyone in your church. And this is training you can trust. Each Ministry Grid video features an experienced ministry leader who has been where you are right now. You can also customize any training by adding videos, PDFs, YouTube videos, and more. And now Ministry Grid has one plan with one price that gives you unlimited access to train your entire church. Just go to ministrygrid.com to learn more. Again, that's ministrygrid.com. And we're back here on the podcast. We were talking about the challenges, the negative influence. Now, there are some positive influences we've been covering in a minute, but the negative influences of how social media and really just the web has taken over our lives. Well, and, and here's the thing. It's so subtle we, we sometimes don't even recognize it. And, and listen, I'm guilty as charged like you you are in the past because nobody gives you a manual on how to live in the social media Twitter world or Twitterverse, right. you know, and, and, and do it correctly, not only as a person, but as a, a Christian man or a leader or a Christian woman. OK, for example, how many times have you seen someone and I learned this mm-hmm. the hard way post a quote by themselves mm-hmm. of themselves on Twitter. Have you ever seen this before? <laughs> I may have done it before. I do, I have too. I have too. <laughs> In the early days of social media, yeah. years ago, I mean, we were all trying to figure things out. We're like, oh, this is what everyone does. Yeah. You know, you're trying to become a thought leader or develop a platform or be visibly known or, or at least socially known, right? You're building your social capital. And so you're like, hey, I, here's a great, great quote that uh, that I, I either I came up with or obviously God gave it to me. I got to share this with everybody. <laughs> we call that. Okay. So 
uh, on staff, and I, thankfully I have a group of guys hold me accountable on staff to, to, to keep me from falling into this again because I've done it before. Yeah, we're but not pointing the finger at anyone else but ourselves. No, because we've yes, done it before. Yes. But we call it tweet inception. The tweet inception. The what tweet is the inception. tweet inception? Tell them what the tweet inception the is. The tweet Chris. inception is you, and, and it could be tw- Twitter, Instagram. I mean, it works the best on Instagram, Instagram though. Yeah. You see it the best on so Instagram. So it's a, an Instagram post of you saying something. Quoting yourself from with a your picture, own account. With a picture with a of picture you. picture of you. Yeah. Quoting you yeah. <laughs> from your account, quoting you. It's it's almost like you're thinking, I need to make sure people know that I am posting something of myself from myself. It's your account. That is that's, of that's any, given. any value, given, right? right? <laughs> but what takes it to the next level is the tweet inception squared. Yes. Where guys will take that post and repost and it. Repost I love it. I mean, that takes the cake of tweet inception. Okay. Now, listen, we're not throwing the finger at you, uh, pointing the finger at you because in a sense, we've done this. I yes. did this early on. Well, we've, all made, we've all done these things. So when my book Growing Up first came out, okay, personal story, uh, I would, you know, and, and so how do you promote something that you feel is valuable and helpful for right. people without coming across cheesy and salesman? You're not, you're trying, you're not trying to be self-promotional, but you feel like what you have is going to help people. Like right. no one's putting these quotes out there thinking, "Hey, look at me, I'm smart." They're putting them out there thinking, "I want to help people with this information." Right. Yeah. But but the way, but y- yes, I think most people. Mm-hmm. And but the challenge is, it comes across uh, differently. I'll tell you how I learned this. And David Platt was one of two. Again, David, show me this. Just in a sidebar conversation. So growing up was coming out. It was my first uh, book that really kind of for the discipleship movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up's coming out, and I I texted and. And, and, and called and tweeted a lot of my friends said, hey, can you promote this for me? Mm-hmm. Hey, do you mind putting a tweet out for me? And so at the time, I was taking quotes from the book and then quoting and retweeting. Okay, yeah. so quoting and retweeting. Okay, <laughs> and so I went to David Platt. He happened to be in town for an event. And uh, on the way to the parking lot, we were eating at P.F. Chang's. I've never forgotten. And uh, we're walking to the parking lot. And I said, hey, man, listen, I noticed that a lot of my friends are, are quoting like, hey, read growing up. Or this is a book we think you ought to consider. Why haven't you put a tweet out or or, or retweeted something yeah. I've tweeted? Help me out, man. Yeah, help me out. Throw I thought you were my friend. I mean, here. come on, dude. Yeah. Here's what he said. He said, Robbie, I don't know if you understand what you're doing, but here's how it's coming across. Here's what he said. He said, when you retweet with someone tweets about what you said. Yeah. Okay. So we see this on Sunday with pastors. Okay. Yeah. Somebody will, I'll say something on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Somebody will say, Robbie says, get into the word until the word gets into you. Okay. Yeah. Which is great. The bet, and I've learned, and I, I, again, I learned this the hard way from my guys in the social media world. The best response is to just comment to them, just say, yeah. "Hey, thank you for that," or "Heart." Appreciate it. Yeah. You don't want to retweet that to the world to say, "Hey, hey here's what I, say. He likes what I say." Now, here's why. Here's what Platt showed me, which is good. He said, "When you do that." What you're saying is, he said, would you ever come to me and say, hey, David, did you hear what I said a while back about get into the world until the word gets into you? That's a good quote, right? He said, you'd never say that. You'd just say, get into the word until the word gets into you. Yeah, you just say it. He said, so what you wouldn't do in person, why are you doing on Mm, social media? He said, because it could come across being self-promoting. Trying to grow that number of followers and likes. So our son Rig... Yeah, so our son Rig, we were at the mall this weekend. Uh, we, we were hanging out with the family, and uh, some guy stops me. And obviously, people know who we are just at Long Hollow. Some guy stops me and says, "Hey, man, are you Robbie Gallaty, Long Hollow? Yeah, replicate list of the podcast." And I was like, "Yeah, thanks, man." He said, "Man, love the stuff. We're using it." And so he leaves. Rig, my son, who's ten, says, "Daddy, you're famous." 
Now, he doesn't know. He's 10 yeah. years old. He's 10 years old. You know, he thinks if somebody stops you in the mall, you're famous. And uh, it was a great teachable moment for us because Candy and I both got down and we said, son, listen, do people know who daddy is in town? Yes. But here's the goal. Daddy's not trying to be famous. Daddy's trying to make Jesus famous mm. because the day daddy Hello. tries to be famous that you can, you can, you the can chart done. that thing out. Yeah. It's over because here's what I realized about the Lord. Yeah. Here's how the Lord works. Jesus is not going to share the platform with any of us. Mm. Okay. Hello. Like, like he's either front and center, the King or we're the King, but he, yeah. they can't be two Kings on the throne of our own heart. Right. Okay. And this is obviously a deep work we have to do, but I've realized many times in my own preaching, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Lord's outside the building like, hey, when you're finished with all the attention on you, I'll be out here. But just let me know when you want me. <laughs> How many pastors are that? Right. Hello. Hello. Look at some of our Twitter feeds. Yeah. Look at some of our. Here's another thing. We're talking about Twitter. And social. It's going to be all about social media. But and I had some other things I wanted to talk about. But let me stuff. talk about we this. Got some other stuff. Here's another thing I don't do, Chris, personally. I st- and I learned this years ago. I stopped posting all of the pictures every moment of every day on location with me traveling or preaching or speaking. Yeah. Okay. Two reasons I've done that number and, and pastor leader. Don't, don't forget this. One of the reasons I don't post of me traveling or vacationing all the time or at Wally world or, you know, mm-hmm. six flags or you name it, wherever, uh, Wally world's not even a place, but Disney world, whatever. Disney world. Okay. Same, but we, Here, we know what you're talking about. Here's the reason. <laughs> Yeah, here's the reason. The average person following you on Twitter mm-hmm. has no connection with the kind of lifestyle yeah. or the travel schedule that you're living. Okay. They don't know that you saved up three years ago. Yeah. You know, they don't know that you got all these things going on. They're just thinking, wow, what's going on here? Yeah. What, what, okay. What happens, or even preaching, like we get opportunities to speak. If I posted every place I've preached over the last mm-hmm. few years, people will say, wow, that's interesting. He gets to travel. Example, Dallas, Texas. I don't. Yeah. Why is he in St. Louis this week? Why is he in Florida this week? Right. And and we always get on Twitter and say, I love this. It's always like the same four or five catchphrases. Encouraged to speak at. Honored to be at. <laughs> so thankful for yeah, the So thankful for the invitation. <laughs> and man, listen, and I'm not indicting anybody but my own my own self and my own heart in this, but the reality is there's a there's a fine line between godly promotion yeah. and self promotion. And I realize that if you want to repel the work of God in your life, you be prideful. Hello. If you want to attract the power and the favor of God in your life, you need to be humble. Humility is not thinking. And listen, do I have this figured out? No. Do I screw up and mess up all the time? But here's the reality. Humility is not thinking less of oneself. Humility is thinking uh, not thinking of oneself at all. Hello. Think about that. Yes. Not thinking of yourself. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't think of yourself, but what I'm saying is not thinking of how can I get ahead? What can this right. make me look at? D.L. Moody years ago was preaching a crusade. Uh, D.L. Moody was used mightily by God, and you can agree or disagree with his theology. That's not for discussion here. But the reality is God used this man mightily. He preached sermons around the country. People came to faith in Christ. Mm. D.L. Moody was a man bent on being used by God, and he knew the secret was humility. One time, Chris, he got off stage. He had preached this crusade. Hundreds, thousands of people responded to the invitation to to accept Christ. Mm. D.L. Moody gets off the stage. A lady starts walking toward him yelling, and she yells, he said in his journal, Mr. Moody, Mr. Moody, that was the best sermon I've ever heard. D.L. Moody said in his journal, I almost turned around. 
Now think about this. This man was so focused on the Lord and so and so consistent in his walk in humility that he didn't even want to turn around because he knew his own heart would take credit for something. Mm. Now, am I there yet? No, obviously. But what a great reminder for us yes. that that if we walk in humility. Now, do, do we use social media for sharing things we do and yes. books we write and article? Yeah, I think all that's healthy, but I think it's just examining and investigating the state of your heart. Mm. Are you using social media in order to promote yourself, yeah. are you using social media to advance the gospel? Let me say one thing before we close. In Africa right now, uh, y- years ago, there was a uh, a pastor, uh, Max Anders, who was uh, in Af- he was in a, a conference in England, and some pastors had come from Africa to the conference. He was talking about discipleship, and uh, at the end of his session on discipleship, some of the pastors came up to him and said, we have to get the gospel as fast as we can to Africa to the tribal areas and the areas that do not have electricity as fast as we can. And he said, why Why would we need to do that? And they said, because once a town or a tribe or a community gets electricity, their, their chance of spiritual engagement goes down to hardly nothing. Not because they're going to experience light bulbs and lights and refrigerators, but because now they're going to be indoctrinated with the internet, television, movies, and no offense, Netflix. Mm-hmm. And what happened was they found out that there was a there was a direct connection between those electronic uh, distractions yeah. and one's own spiritual journey. And what they said is, we have to get the gospel there faster than the electrification of Africa. Wow. Because they knew that there was a connection between social media, the internet, and one's own spiritual maturity and spiritual growth. So food for thought for us. Let's think about where we are with that. That's strong. We need to be aware of those dangers. And as we close today, we want to remind everyone that we are members of the Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. And some of our friends here are Group Answers. Have you listened to the Group Answers podcast lately with our friends Chris Surratt and Brian Daniel? I would say Brian is the brains of the operation, but we all know it's Chris, that's so true. I'm not going to say that. Brian uh, I, is better looking, though. That's true, and 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 both of these guys do some great podcasts. If you want to know how to do some, you know, sermon based studies, how to write those, um, how to raise up a secondary leader, how to launch your groups well, look at the uh, look up the Group Answers podcast from your favorite podcasting app and subscribe today. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Making Disciples with Robbie Gallaty. If you don't mind, take a moment to subscribe and share the podcast. You can find out more about disciple making, resources related to disciple making, and our customized training on our website at replicate.org.